0: everybody. I just wanted to say hi, and thanks for dropping by on the Flourish podcast. Um, today, I want to share with you something that's really put on my heart recently, and um, more importantly, that I've been feeling deep in my spirit. Um, so I just want to take a few moments today and talk to you about um, that. Um, I want to start with something. I want you to know that it's imperative that we know two very important things. One, that spiritual warfare is real but more importantly God's love and power is real. I often stand up on stage or you know or here on the podcast and I do my best to encourage you by reminding each one of you that you were created on purpose for a purpose to impact the kingdom and I love nothing more than to encourage you and to do whatever I can to empower you to live out what God has called you to. But on the other side of my call to encourage and empower you, I also have the responsibility to challenge you by sometimes saying the hard thing in love. You know, every story in the Bible deals with something going awry. It might be sin or hurt, grief, pain, barrenness, poverty, poor choices. But in every single story, no matter what has gone awry, there is always God's power and his love available and um, available for access for anyone to use. And guess what? Your story is no different because you have a story and your story matters because there are people out there who need to know how God has redeemed you, that his love and power has always been available to you but on the other side of that love and power that God offers us. In fact, we wouldn't even need it if we didn't have a very real enemy out to get us. You know, the scripture tells us that Satan goes around like a roaring lion, ready to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, I was, as I was writing this, I was thinking of sometimes I'm guilty of this, but some of us get all up in arms if somebody talks bad about you. You know, you'll sit down with your girlfriends and be like, oh, my gosh, did you, can you believe that she said this about me or my family? And then, or you're like, especially it gets really bad if they go after your kids. Mama bear pops up and you're like, oh, no, they didn't, they're not coming after my kids. I'm going to tell her off. You sit down and you talk and you tell stories about how the next time so-and-so does this, I'm going to say this to her. And you make up all these things that you're going to say. You get We get all worked up about a physical enemy in front of us. But oftentimes when something difficult, real difficult, the real burdens of this life, when something really difficult is happening, we're mad at God and not the enemy. Some of us need to quit caring so much about what Karen, is, how Karen is talking bad about you and start addressing the real enemy who wants to take you out so you can't live in the love and the calling that God has for you. You we'll know, we get so mad at Susie, but we're not really mad at Satan who wants to steal everything from, his, from us. We get madder at Karen than we do the one who wants to kill us. And we get madder at Debbie than the one who wants to destroy us. We get so focused on people and petty things that we often miss our deep-rooted issues. So today, I want to talk to you a few minutes about freedom. You know, when we accept Christ into our lives, that's the first step in this process, accepting him as our personal savior. But when we step, when we accept Christ into our lives, we are instantly forgiven of sins and we have access to healing that he has offered on the cross. And then we have this opportunity to be free. But oftentimes, even after we accept Christ, there's a process to getting rid of the things that we shouldn't have inside of us that hold us back. I think of the Israelites. You know, the Israelites were in bondage in Egypt for a really long time. But God redeems them with his outstretched hand, um, outstretched arm out of Egypt. And then he takes them on this journey through the wilderness. And this journey in the wilderness lasts 40 years. See, God redeemed them from Egypt. From Egypt because he desired for them to enter in the promised land that he had for them and sh- for him to um, give him and show them his great love for them. He desired to give them this gift of purpose in the promised land. But before they could live out this purpose, God had to do something in their lives, in their hearts, and in their minds. This freedom process for the Israelites took 40 years in the wilderness. The freedom process that we have to go through from when we accept Christ to complete freedom can take time, but we play a part in that duration. God desires for you to be completely free. He did not send his son to suffer and die on the cross for you to live a life that appears on the outside to be just A-OK, kind of like the Instagram thing, like everything looks good on Instagram, but they're not seeing the behind the scenes. We often live our lives like that, like everything's good on the outside, but we aren't dealing with the deep-rooted issues. And God did not send Jesus to die on the cross so you could pretend to be free and not um, get rid of the deep issues that are holding us back. I say this because I lived like this for years. I loved Jesus so much and wanted so badly to live out the calling and the purpose that I knew he had for me but I was in bondage. I was a slave to fear and anxiety, and I had to learn to get rid of those things. Some of us may be a slave to the same thing as fear and anxiety, or maybe it's toxic and negative thoughts and words, or maybe it's substance abuse. Maybe your deep-rooted issue is sexual addiction. Maybe it's food issues or money issues. Maybe it's people-pleasing, and the list could go on and on. But the enemy desires for us to have these things in us or around us that hold us back from living the life the way God has set it up for us, the way God intended. But God desires for you and I to be completely free, completely full of the Holy Spirit, and fully confident in living out your calling. I want to talk to you a little bit out of the passage of Mark chapter 5. We're going to use Mark chapter 5 verses 1 through 20 as a guide to understanding how to be completely free in and by Christ. So if you go to Mark chapter 5 verses 1 through 20 and read that set of scripture, it's um, a story of a man from um, the country of the Gerasenes and he is a demoniac, so meaning he is, is demon possessed. And Jesus shows up here, and this man who is possessed by demons greets Jesus. And Jesus and this man have, a, have this meeting, and Jesus encounters not just this man, but the demons that are controlling him. And we're going to get back and go deep into this scripture a little bit more. But Jesus confronts the enemy that is tormenting this man, and Jesus sends this enemy far away and then this man goes to live out his purpose. That is the very short version of verses 1 through 20 of Mark 5. But when we really dig into this set of scriptures, we find a few things out that can really help us in our personal journey to freedom. And again, I'm not talking about light issues, not just simple things like, I don't don't want to talk bad about Karen anymore. I'm talking about deep-rooted issues, things that we don't want to admit that really do have an impact in controlling our lives. So in verses three, we, in verses three, four, and um, like three, four, and five here, we find out a few things that I think are really, really important about this man who is being controlled by demons. One, we find out that he lived among the dead. I don't know about you, but this seems so wild, right? I, he lived in a graveyard, I would be terrified to go in a graveyard and or to live in a grave, to live there. But how many of us, I mean like can you agree with me that that is just absolutely crazy that this man, man was living among the dead? None of us would just go out and live there. But here's the thing. We tolerate living among things that bring death to our lives. We tolerate living with fear. We tolerate living with addiction that brings death, or any number of issues that I mentioned up earlier. We tolerate living among things that bring death to our lives. We want to call him crazy for living among the dead, but we allow this kind of crap in our lives all the time. We have to stop tolerating the dead things around us. And two, we find out in verse four that he broke what bound him physically. So the scripture says that they would chain him up and put shackles on him and he would rip them apart and break these shackles. This man could physically be free because the enemy made him that way. But he was still controlled by the enemy. We must be careful that we don't fall in the trap because. That it, Because it looks like we're free on the outside that we don't have anything to deal with. This man could break free from all the physical things, but he still had issues. The enemy will do anything it takes to deceive you into making you believe everything is fine and you're okay because it looks like it on the outside so that you won't deal with the deep-rooted issues that keep you from fulfilling God's purpose in your life. Also in verse 4, we find out that no one could tame him. Which means no physical being, no physical, no human being could control this man or contain, could, could tame him. The enemy was controlling this man. We often wonder why we can't break free from something that we don't want to be a part of our lives anymore. We try, we try, and we say we'll never do this again. and We're never going to act like this again. We try and try, but we just can't do it. It's because when we are fighting a spiritually, spiritual battle, we cannot do it physically. That's why we try and try and we can't. And the only way to overcome spiritual battles and these deep-rooted issues is by encountering the one who conquered them all. If we look at verses 1 and 2 and verse 6, we see this moment when this man encounters Jesus. This man meets Jesus. Everything changes when we meet Jesus. The moment in which you encounter Christ is pivotal. Maybe you have met him and you've asked Jesus into your heart, and that's great. And maybe you need to continue to meet with him again and again so that you can go deeper and deeper and get to the deep-rooted issues. This man had to meet with Jesus in order for him to ever find the freedom that was needed. An encounter with Christ through the Holy Spirit allows us to see past the physical and to the spiritual. This man had some crazy things going on, and they were all deep-rooted. And only an encounter with the one who conquered the enemy would allow him to be free from the things the enemy was using against him. And only an encounter with the one who conquered them will allow you and I to be free from the things the enemy is using to hold us back. The question is this. Are you willing to meet with Jesus over and over and over again until every last thing that's holding you back is gone? And then we see Jesus do something so unique here. As he encounters this man, he doesn't speak to the man. We never learn this man's name. But he, what name we do learn is Jesus asks the spirit the, the demon that is controlling me asks the spirit, "What is his name? What's its name?" And the man replies, "My name is Legion, which means a mass of soldiers. So that means that this is a mass of demons. But when Jesus asks him what his name is, and we learn that it has his name is Legion, the first thing we learn is that one that spirits have names, demons have names. This means that they are real." We cannot fall under the lie that the spirit realm isn't real. You cannot fall under the lie, the lie that there isn't a real battle happening in the heavenlies on your behalf. We read in Daniel where Daniel was fasting and praying for 21 days. And when the angel finally gets to him, he said, I responded when you called the first time. But I had to fight my way for 21 days to get to you. God is always responding. But there is a war waging in the heavenlies on our behalf, and Jesus calls His name, like asks for His name. One I believe, so that we know that they have names and they are real, and they want to take you out. And secondly, we learn, you know, it's not like Jesus didn't know who He's dealing. With. Jesus is fully man and fully God, so God the Father could instantly tell Jesus who He's dealing with. But Jesus teaches us something so important that we must identify what we were, what we are dealing with. So we know how to deal with it. It's like this: like imagine being sick, and being sick and sick and sick, and never finding the root of the problem. Problem that's absurd. Like if you're sick, you go to the doctor and they do these things. And like I've had knee issues, and I go to the doctor, and they're like, "Oh, this, this," and until we keep going deeper and deeper and deeper, find out the root of the issue, we can never. I can never be completely healed, until you find the root issue and what is causing you to not be completely free, you will never know how to be free. It is, in order to be completely free, you must identify the issue, what it is, and then claim the power given to you by the blood of Jesus over that issue. We have to learn to identify what we're facing, because then we know how to fight it. And then Jesus does something. This this demon is not, these demons are now terrified because they've encountered the name above all other names, Jesus. And of course, there's nothing that they can do to stand it, so they're terrified in this moment. And they ask, "Please, don't send us that like back to hell. Like that's not where they want to go." So Jesus sends the spirits into a herd of pigs, and then these herd of pigs run over the cliff into the sea. I think this is such an. I've always like had such an interesting picture of this event happening. Um, I always just think it's such an interesting setting that this ha- where this happens. Um, but what I think is so important to remember here is when Jesus sets us free, like he did this man. He sent what was holding this man back into the pigs, and the pigs ran off the cliff and into the sea. Jesus didn't just set this man, set this man free a little bit. He didn't just tell the the legion to come out and sit down and sit nicely over in the corner. No, he sent the demons and he sends the issues far away, far away, where they're almost impossible to reach. But what we do is we start chasing the issues because we don't know how to live without them. We have to quit chasing the things that Jesus has set us free from in order to walk in the complete freedom that he has given us. And then we find out that this man is dressed in clothes, and then he's in his right mind. He was suddenly different. When you are free, things are different. You are different. You need to act like it. You need to talk like it. You need to think like it. You need to dress like it. You have to pray like it. And people will start to notice. We have to start acting different when we we have to start walking in the victory of freedom when Jesus says, you're healed, you're delivered. We better start walking like it and talking like like it. And people start to notice. And here's the thing is most people around you are going to be excited for you. I'm going to be the first to champion when you say, oh, I've been struggling with fear and anxiety and I haven't had a panic attack in six months. I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader. But... We find out in scripture that there were people that were scared when this man changed. There are there were people around who were scared and wanted Jesus to lead because they did not like the change that was taking place. There are going to be people who do not like the change that comes from your freedom. But we aren't here to please people. We aren't here to, but we, we're not here to please people. We are here to live a life of freedom and purpose that God has given us, not what people says we should be. Don't you dare go back to a bondage because someone doesn't like the fact that you have changed. And then the moment happens. Jesus is about to depart from this area, and this man follows him, and he's begging Jesus, please let me stay, Let let me go with you. And Jesus told him, no, you have to go home, to your friends, and tell them how much the Lord has done t- for you, how he has shown, shown you mercy. So he went away into the Decapolis, and he began to share how much Jesus had done for him, and it says, all were amazed. This man had a mission, and Jesus sent him on it to the Decapolis, which is the place of ten cities. I think of it like a modern-day metroplex for that, you know, for that time. That's a lot of cities together in one little area. He had a, a big purpose and a mission to go spread the good news to the place of the ten cities through his testimony. You have a mission and a purpose to spread the gospel and share your story, to share your testimony. The word tells us we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And it says all were amazed. He didn't focus on the haters that were scared that he changed. He focused on the calling that Jesus had set forth. He focused on the calling and the mission that Jesus had put forth because he was the one that freed him. Jesus wants to set you forth fully, completely free on the mission and the purpose that he has for you. But we have to let go of some things. We have to be willing to be completely free from whatever it is that's holding us back. Again, I'm not talking surface issues. I'm talking deep-rooted things that continually nag at us and nag at us The dark places that we don't want anybody to see. I want to remind you that you're a mighty woman of God with a unique purpose. But again, in order to fulfill that purpose that God has planned for you, you must be free. Deep down, deep roots, you have to be free. The places that we aren't, we're scared to let people see. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to shine his light and his goodness and bring life and healing and freedom in those places. And then you can go and share what God has done in you, and all will be amazed. I just want to take a moment and say thank you so much for joining me today on the Flourish podcast. I hope that you're encouraged and find yourself a little more equipped to go live out the purpose that God has for you. He truly has called you to be a mighty woman of God. He has created you on purpose for a purpose to impact the kingdom. But in order to do that, friend, you must be free. You have to be free. And Jesus died so that you can be completely completely free from anything that the enemy is trying to use against you if Jesus could set this demoniac who was oppressed and possessed by a thousands a large group of soldiers of demons legion if he can set him free there is nothing that he can't do in your life there is nothing that is impossible with him so don't be afraid in your prayer time to meet with Jesus and go to the deep places he's not scared to go there and bring healing and life, because he has purpose and plan for you, and he wants to send you out to go and change the world. Again, thank you so much for joining me, and I will talk to you soon.